Welcome. It's your favorite duo, Mike and Messi. We're going to do the compilation one of these days. One of these days, we will do the compilation. And y'all are going to enjoy it. We'll put some great music to it. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> Messi's looking into the monitor this, We right should now. do that as a Christmas tribute or something. <laughs> Merry Christmas from all of us at Self-Evident. It kind of reminds me of the Grinch face. That oh, come on, makes. man. That sucks. Too early for that, bro. When you said wakes up, pops off the bed, come on, comment like that. Come on. Although when you send that Grinch face, you know that is the, funny. that's you. I I can that picture is, in my I mind know, Massey with that. I do this. There's a smile that the Grinch does. I wish I had it up there, but it's like this like sinister smile, and his little hair comes out. I send it to everybody. It's all the when time. I have like it's something nefarious thing. to think about. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> anywho's. We got to get that meme compared to you <laughs> to do. that. Anyways, guys, welcome. It is Monday morning. You have the self-evident podcast. Yes, we're here. We are here. Go to the self-evident truth.com. got to do it. Do not forget to get yourself some merch. Sign up as a torchbearer. It is end of the year. So be sure to uh, make your donations to the organizations that you feel are most important, that are doing the most work. And hey, I think we're one of them. We're one of them got a year-end thing coming up or that we have like if, if you guys want to help us with a goal we're trying to raise uh seventy five thousand for next year those are usually that's not what we fall short it just helps us grow so if anything you guys want to throw towards that if you guys feel burdened uh to give and there's more places you want to give to we're one of them you know we'd love to be uh that person or that i'm sorry that ministry that that you can help and and donate to so yeah give it's your duty that's it it's in American bylaws yeah. and Canadian ones. Yeah. German ones. All all the countries. All the countries. Every wonder, single country. I wonder how many we're on SoundCloud now. I wonder how many yeah. people listen to us now, country wise. Uh I'd have to go back and check. I it's, it's a lot. Twenty seven thirty yeah, at least something yeah, like it's that. Kinda nice. Hey, we love Zimbabwe. Hey. Hey, we love the Dominican. And the money spends the same. <laughs> Give it to us. Hey, maybe the Dominican Republic needs it more than we Imagine do. <laughs> some, some place in like distant land just starts sending us chickens. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you wanted to start your own farm. That's true. I just see hey, some try, so, trying to homestead people sending us seeds. And... Some disgruntled UPS guy. Are you Massey Campos? <laughs> I got a box of chickens for you. What do you hey, want listen, to do with it? If you ever give us chickens, I would totally take them. Hey, we'll take I them. Would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, we'll, I would. That'd be great. We'll eat the eggs. And... I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not making fun of it because it's like poor. It's right. I just think that would be hilarious. Like <laughs> we need donations. Someone sends chickens. It's like great. It's a donation. Hey, look, man. Fresh, farm fresh <laughs> eggs in the morning. Dog. Right. We. Uh, we know some people who they've got, I think they have now two dozen chickens. Who? J Ricky and April. Oh, they do? Yeah. Uh, they they got a bunch more chicks, which they have a bunch of kids. So, you know, it makes sense <laughs> to have a bunch of eggs. More power to them. <laughs> two, and I'm not mocking. It's like, man, that's the way to two go. Two chickens, a kid. <laughs> right? That's the way to go. They got like an entire basketball team. They do. <laughs> They got an entire company for military. <laughs> They're a company for the Lord. Ah, see, see, we're not making fun of big families. Okay? No, They're more just, power to them. 
Ricky's just more Mexican than me. <laughs> My mom yeah, wants me to be like Ricky. I want babies. I want grandbabies. Yeah. It's like, then you have them. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. I, I, hey, come on. Don't think any farther than the joke. Don't do that. Don't start going into the weeds. Not, not a good idea. It's like we do that now. It's like when someone says a joke, it used to be ha ah, funny. Now we're like, I'm gonna think that through. No, that wouldn't be that doesn't that's yeah, not that's consistent. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's something wrong here. One plus one doesn't equal three. <laughs> what? It's like so confused. It in, in the words of a dear friend at the office, it ain't that deep. <laughs> it, ain't, <laughs> it ain't that deep. All right. So before we begin, I don't know why, but I felt I had to address this. And this is completely random. It's not any part of the podcast topic. But I'm suddenly hearing oh, hospitals yeah. are full. Hospitals are full. There's no more beds. No you, more beds. No, hospitals are full. And California is set to do their mask mandates again and all this other stuff because, oh, my gosh, COVID is spreading. Right. If we haven't realized by now, people have COVID all the time and they're not dying. And some are. And. Now commercials are coming out saying that, you know, if you have really bad things like diseases, heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure. Right? right? It's like, which is what we've been saying <laughs> I mean, the whole time. I've been hearing that one on the radio. It's like, we were saying that two years yeah, two ago. Two and a half years ago. Two years now ago. all of a sudden it's okay for you to come out and yeah, say it. Yeah, because we, now we, they we, feel we're, stupid. We're getting suspended for this type of stuff. So this guy so, came out. Oh, I'm going to add to this. There's yeah. a dude on Twitter. I, I forget his name. He puts out, there's been over 13 billion. He said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I didn't misspell that billion vaccines given and conservatives and, and people are not conservatives, but there's still people thinking this is a conspiracy theory. It's like you have seven and a half billion people in this world. 13 billion vaccines have been handed out and we're still getting COVID. <laughs> and we're still needing mass mandates because. Because <laughs> money. And now it's being tied to what is it now the Pfizer vaccine? They're really coming out with this oh, stuff, the clots. And yeah, the... they're finally starting to get public with this stuff. And, yeah, and it more and more is going to come out. And the question is, are people going to stick their fingers in their ears? And yeah, go, la, la 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 la. I think what happens is when you belabor an issue, even though it's a hot button issue, yeah. people just get sick of hearing about it. You know what I mean? They go numb. They go numb, and it's like uh, I think. Not, you know, anyways, we're, we're going back. Yeah, I don't, don't yeah. want to get off topic. Uh, hospitals. You were saying, hospital beds are full. Right. Because, of course, we we have to create a clamor about hospital beds. Did you know that they've actually been talking about full hospital beds for forever? <laughs> like 10 years ago, flu epidemic, hospital beds are overflowing, blah, blah, blah. Hospitals are a business. Say it, Mike. They lose money having empty beds. <laughs> Mechanic shops are full. <laughs> ah! Body shops are full. No! <laughs> Hair salons are full. <laughs> we have an epidemic of long hair. Oh, the humanity. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Let's 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 clear don't, this up. Don't think too deep. <laughs> don't think it's too a deep. joke. Man, we should almost call the show satire. Right? For the first fifteen minutes, it's satire. But a haircut doesn't hurt yeah, yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. They don't die from a haircut. They don't die from a haircut. Actually, people you do. You know, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the barber because sometimes they yeah, might clip a chunk of your ear. If, out, if you're going to Sweeney Todd, 
<laughs> your haircut might <laughs> you might not walk out of that one. Just want to clean up a little bit. Yeah. Dude, it still makes me when I when my chair tips back, you know. <laughs> You know how they say be complete surrender. Right. You know how they say be nice to your waiter because they might spit in your food. Like double for your barber when you're going in for a shave. Like when my barber tips me back, I'm thinking, man, have I been good to him? Maybe I should bring him a present. Because that blade, man, that blade starts going. And you're like you're like at his mercy you right because that chair is yeah. really weird. It's, it's like I'm I'm done for if this goes down. Like there's no getting out of this. Oh. <laughs> so, so let me finish my points that wasn't against anybody we both derailed that one but it was fun huh it was it was funny though huh uh there it and flu admissions oh. are fast outpacing covid admissions a hospital is a business they routinely run over capacity during flu season Mark my words, if you go back, you will see this reporting happen every flu season till kingdom. <gasps> Hospitals, beds are overflowing. <laughs> Double for ICUs. They are trying to keep ICU capacity at 95%. So when you hear, they only have five ICU beds left. It's like, oh, numbers are down. Dude, sometimes it's not that I'm laughing. At <laughs> I'm laughing at your inflections. <laughs> people can see like. How you reflect behind the scenes. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit. It's, like, it's too early for this. And I'm trying to get serious. Got, and he goes and does something like I gotta that. I got to entertain myself. <laughs> right, E? And we don't have coffee. So we're we're just going off. That's really what it is. There's no I coffee. I noticed, dude, my wrinkles are really showing. It's like, do I really do that? Because I got the, you know. And then right here, my head scrunched up. You know, like it's got the. There's one of two options. You're either a very angry person or a deep thinking person. I prefer B. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this. You want to, Mass? Yes. <laughs> Where are we going? What are we doing? Now we're going to get all we, spiritual. Why are, we, why are we doing this right now? This is ridiculous. Now, Anywho, now that we've been crazy and outrageous, let's get spiritual for a second. I, I, I like that, though. Don't buy into the hype. And But you know what you should do? Is worship. Oh, <laughs> Segway change. Come on, Segway. Can can you was, can you build a better Segway? That that was like that. I picture the guy on the highway doing the one eighty in a high police high speed police. Yeah, don't pursuit. buy into the hype. <laughs> don't buy it to worship. the fear. Worship. Bam. Oh, there we go. Smooth. Drop the mic moment. Smooth. Worship. Switching gears. So, as Massey said, worship. Now, we're going to talk about worship today. Spiritual disciplines. We've yeah. been talking about being disciplined in spiritual practices. Remember, this is not a formula. It is a prescription. This is a list of things you can do, things that, that are high priorities in the spiritual life to grow closer to God. Because you won't grow closer to God sitting on the couch, eating Cheetos, watching TV. Yeah. That, at that you point, shan't. that's your prescription. That's your behavior. The question is, what can you do to actually grow with the Lord? How do you prioritize him? Worship is one of the big ones. And it does not get enough prioritization today. I think a lot of times what happens is, I'm not calling out churches, but we tend to get into this habit. Three songs, do my worship, sit down, hear the message, get out. 
right? But the question is, how deep are you into worship, right? <laughs> Should I ask? <laughs> no, just your, your, just how. So he he puts all these podcasts oh. <laughs> together, and he writes his thoughts out, and so I have to like navigate the thoughts because sometimes he throws in some shots and it's like oh that's good though can i say that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say that i let you say it if you no, want yeah, to say yeah. this so one. <laughs> this is great this is great listen why worship you know it's i i i agree with you dude i agree that sometimes uh the hardest thing um i the hardest thing to do for for me is worship. I'm just going to me right I'm now. Same here. Because of several factors. One, I was in a Christian metal band. I love music. You know, I love heavy music, rock and roll. Uh, I like that stuff. That's just the kind of style that grips me. So when I hear worship music, it's just not that style. And I know I'm people say it's I'm not the you. style. It's not the style. It's the it's the words. And it's like, but when I play it on my own, like I could take those words and play it on my own. And there's a worship there. Like okay. when I play old hymns, and I love old hymns, dude. Like uh, uh, I love the uh, Come Thou Fount and stuff. When I play it on my guitar, dude, I can't even get through the song. I break. So, like, for me, modern worship is so cheesy. That th- Listen, I'm not saying this is for you. I'm saying this is for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to cap on it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. My wife loves a lot of the, the, the big stuff out today. She listens to it every morning. She's always got something playing, and my son sleeps to it, actually. So yeah. it's not that. It's just for me, personally. I'm with you. <clears throat> and so what's difficult is I think sometimes if I oh mean, I, I, but I just don't know what kind of music worship is not just music. Worship is adoration. Worship is you glorifying the Lord. Worship is you giving him praise, honor to all that's due. It's not even prayer. It's just, Lord, you are worthy. You are, you know, you are resurrected. You are risen. Notice the words I'm saying. Those are in songs. So it doesn't have to be a song. Now there is such thing as Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, right? That's, that's different. I could take my words and put music behind them. And that's a worship song. So there's no excuse why you can't worship. None. There's no reason why you can't. No, there's a cool few cool bands out there. There's one called Fearless Band. They're like rock. They're, they're, they're like rock, rock worship, but it's not like overt rock. Yeah. And I just love their style. And it's just a man. And they get you in, dude. It's like all spirit filled for me. And uh, for others, my wife, she's like, it's just a little too, too hard for me. But it's not hard. I, I mean, listen, I was in metal. It's not hard at all. Yeah. It's just their style is so the, the drums and everything. And I, I love it. So I found what for me is, is me. Right. And now there are times like when I'm playing on stage and I'll play this Wednesday, I do those songs that are the worship that I'm not comfortable. Like I just don't, I wouldn't listen to, but the cool thing about our worship band is we make it our own. So it's like when I'm up there, I can make it my own and just have fun and, and, and like rejoice in it. So there's no excuse why you can't worship. There's no excuse why you couldn't get into this. Right. And, and, and I want to say here, uh, it gets forgotten a lot. I mean, in, in, in a lot of the modern church, I don't think it's forgotten. It's, it's, I think it's emphasized a lot, like the, the, the modern, typical skinny jean type church. That's yeah. kind of the thing you're known worship, for your worship. Worship yeah. band is the central focus. Right. And how times. I know that is because of the light shows and the big screens and the, and the fog machines. I'm not saying anything about big screens and lights. We have that, too. But it's like, is the emphasis the Lord or the worship, you know, the music? Right. And so you put in here, it's so funny. You said, uh, especially in discussions about spiritual disciplines, fasting, prayer, and that kind of stuff gets talked about by ministries with podcasts. 
led by two doofus pastors who spend a couple hours every week pontificating about the world and the things about God. <laughs> we're two doofus pastors. That's why I was laughing. I was like, we're two doofus pastors. <laughs> it's me. It's me. I just Maggie here. <laughs> I just lost E. I just lost him. He's gone. And the best part is we probably lost a segment of the subscribe. Oh, now they're being offensive. I'm done. <laughs> we are kind of doofuses. And that's that's the joke of it. How many like podcasts do you have where you've got like two pastors that are talking about spiritual things? And hey, we're throwing our hat in the ring. So join us. I like to see it as childlike faith. Ah, see, see. That's my excuse. See, he's got us. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm a, a doofus pastor. I'm, I'm a doofus. I got like the perfect face. <laughs> I got that droopy, like, what do they call it? Basset hound face. Like, you know what I mean? Like the. <laughs> I picture the Churchill bulldog. Do we, bulldog. Do we really pontificate though? Because half Not the really. time we're laughing. Yeah. Half the time we're goofing, giggling. <laughs> We get serious. There are times we, we get serious, Absolutely. but I mean, for the most part, we're not pontificating. That's darn sure. <laughs> and I, and had I not watched John Adams's series seven, eight years ago, I wouldn't even know what the word pontificate means. <laughs> I don't even know. That's okay. We'll talk about it later, Elijah. Okay. You watch the John Adams series, and then you'll know. Uh-huh. See, ooh, <laughs> as well. Easy. He you has need to. No guns of the pontification. I wish there was something that we had that could teach us stuff like that. It's called a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> it's called look it up on Google. Google. I was talking. Easy stole my my. It is a crying shame. It's a crying shame that our men have no idea what pontification means. I therefore they don't understand what simple words mean. Why do I sound like a British Indian? <laughs> I know you're going for going like on? I know you're going for like Oxford British and it went to Indian. Indian. <laughs> it's all satire, folks. That's all I'm saying. Worship. A fun. Worship. Okay. So we are going to get into this. Worship is a battle strategy. But I think sometimes we think that's the biggest strategy of it, but that's really not the most important facet. It's not going to be our first point. We've got to get our priorities correct or else our eyes are going to be pointed in the wrong direction. If we only look at worship as a battle strategy, what we're going to think is, oh, this is the formula that I do in order to do spiritual battle because I was told that's how I do battle. I worship and then I go out for spiritual battle. So I just got to make sure to worship and then I'll win the war. The question is, what are you worshiping? Come on, dude. I'll say it again because we have to get this point clear. What are you worshiping? That's actually what matters spiritual warfare worship it's a tool so you've got to put god in your proper in his proper position in your heart and in your lives this is glorifying him that's what worship is praise and worship is glorifying him it's putting him into his proper position truth in reality you're speaking out where he's at yep yeah Yeah, no I, i just think even if you continue on Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And and the word praise means celebration. Uh, Listen to this. The word praise in the Hebrew means celebration, 
lauding someone, lauding meaning heaping praise or heaping good tidings on somebody, like uh, a blessing on, on something and something that is worthy, right? And I want you to look at something. It says praise and thanksgiving. Nowhere did it say all music. Hmm. See, this I'm trying to get to a point yes, here because there is you. a point for music. Yes. And I think that's important, but praising is different. Like, do you sing to your wife when you say, I love you, babe, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. When you have like, <laughs> no, you laud her, you pray your yeah. kids. You should be doing this all the time with your children, lauding them, praising them. Hey man, I love you, buddy. Good job. You're going to do this. And there are times when my sons do stupid things and I'm like, but you know why you're doing this? Cause you know why you did this? You're learning. You're going to move forward, kid. You know, you're, you're going to be okay. So you're constantly praising because that's good to do. Do we do that to the almighty? You know what I mean? Because even in Revelation, God, this is yeah. so good how you laid this out, dude. So in Revelation 5, 11 through 14, this is what it says. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice. Stop. It doesn't say singing with a loud voice. Saying. Exactly. Because the Bible is specific when it says the word singing and those kind of things. Right. This is saying. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Notice what's being spoken out. We talk about this, this idea of words, speaking out truth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Come on, dude. Are you speaking truth of who the Lord is? I think we let that dissipate sometimes in our lives we deprioritize that because okay lord i've got to make my request to you with thanks right yes very important totally true but where's our praise if you notice the lord's prayer the first thing our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name holy is your name that's worship that's praise that's yeah. putting him in his proper position and he, dude and then jesus even goes on and says thy kingdom come thy will be done you're the one we're following. It actually, like when you're doing this kind of worship, it sets your heart right. You know, people say, how do I follow the spirit? Do this first. It literally sets you and Lord, you're everything to me. And I like thinking about this more and more. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I do it. But like, I want that kind of posture. Right. You know, that kind of like, Lord, you are, I, I want to stop everything I'm doing just to do this for you. Like you're, I'm breathing because of you. I'm here because right. of you. I'm changing because of you. I've, delivered and healed and saved because of you right like everything within me let, let what is it let everything that has breath praise the lord right everything that has breath and it's funny because like i, I look at nature and bible says the bible says nature itself testifies of the, of the of the glory of god right how often do you see a tree go at a tree and then pick a tree no they actually the shade produces you know a, a certain amount of thing for the seed the seed grows they help one another right and so like yeah. It's you, you see, and I know that's a very slim, basic analogy and someone will nitpick that and say something stupid. I'm, I'm making a basic analogy here. Okay. That, that nature itself. Yes. There are things that <clears throat> harm each other, whatever, <clears throat> but for the most part, nature, nature itself shows us, right. The glory of God. And so I'm, I'm looking at this going, dang, look, look at these words. You receive power, riches, wisdom, and strength and honor, glory, and blessing. 
And it's like in your in, in a natural mind, right? People listening. Does God really need that if he's God? Like, doesn't he know right. that? They, they say, oh, well, you're just fluffing God's ego. It's like, go ahead. Yeah, I, go, go with go that. Because I, I think I want you to go with that. Because yeah. I, I think you, you think about this more probably than I do in, in this way. Like, God's ego does not need to be stroked. He no. don't need me. But how cool is that that he chose me? Right. And because he chose me, like, that's just like saying when my kids give me a compliment. Dad, you're the best dad in the world, right? I don't need that. I don't need my ego stroked. But dang, that feels good. Yeah. You know what I mean? The creation would go to him and say, they do they do adore me. They do love me. Pretty darn cool for a dad. And it, it sets heart position properly. Sure does, dude. You know, if your kids come to you and say, you're the worst dad ever, where's their heart in that? Their heart is set against you, right? Their heart is, is I don't want anything to do with you. I'm, I know. I'm against you. I'm on my own. I'm going this direction, right? Dude. Same thing with the Lord. The Lord doesn't need his ego stroked. Worship is not him saying, okay, you're going to stroke my ego. You're going to make me feel better about myself. It's not even him saying, you better just tell me how good I am. It's aligning yourself with truth. Because if God is love, God is just, God is righteous, God is all goodness, then doesn't it stand to reason that you would want to put your heart into alignment with goodness? It's true. Right? And so worship is setting yourself aside, and it's putting him in his, once again, his proper position. You are saying, Lord, you are true. You are good. You are powerful, and you deserve all the glory. Why? Because it's true. Yeah, I love this this thing you wrote here. You know why you need to worship? Because it aligns our, it aligns our hearts with the truth. We have a hard time realizing this, but the proper truth, the proper order reality is that God is so magnificent. He deserves to be worshipped. He deserves to be. I, I love that line. You know, when I'm going through your stuff, I'm like, God, dude, this guy really thought this out. And, and I'm going to read a quote by John Ortberg. I just want you to hear this quote real fast. I need to worship, he says, because without it, I can forget that I have a big God beside me and live in fear. I need to worship because without it, I can forget his calling and begin to live in a spirit of self-preoccupation. I need worship because without it, I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and plod through life with blinders on. I need worship because my natural tendency towards self-reliance, it, it, there's a natural tendency towards self-reliance and self-independence. Natural tendency. And people have to latch, latch onto that of like, it's not just, oh, I'll begrudgingly go down this path of natural reliance in my own way. No, your flesh, and we'll get into that more, your flesh is totally wanting to go that route. You have, to, you have to step out of that natural reliance to look towards the Lord. I love that, dude. I mean, just these, these little truths, these little nuggies, you know, these, these nuggies, <laughs> chicky nuggies. Wow. <laughs> These little nuggies of truth right here. Uh, nuggies. Um, but then also too, you know, and, and you, you, you wrote in here too, it says our flesh doesn't want to recognize it. Our flesh is at war with the things of the spirit. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. There's this war that goes on in Galatians. It talks about the spirit is against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. It talks about it also in, in, in the gospels where Jesus told his disciples after they couldn't pray, he said the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Many Christians, I've heard it many times. See, man, my flesh is weak, though. You know what I mean? And they never glorify the spirit is willing. Right. Willing to do what? To intercede with you, to walk with you, to overcome in you. That's the purpose of the spirit. The spirit don't stop. 
Right. The spirit is there. Like we always say, the enemy never slides. He never slumbers or sleeps. He's roaming around the earth looking for. A... What do you think the spirit does? What do you think the spirit does? The spirit's doing the same thing, looking for a vessel willing and submitted to him. Right. So the spirit is always at war against the flesh and the flesh is at war against the spirit. Which one's going to win? The one you feed the most. This is it. Right. The biggest. The, yes. the, the, the dog, right? The dog. Yep. The fight. Yep. Who's going to win? The one you feed the most. It's the one you feed the most. And we, we try to feed the, the flesh. I, I love this analogy that we came up with of the, the flesh is a greedy, spoiled five-year-old. It doesn't want to worship it's the true, Lord. Man. It doesn't want anything to do with worship. So what's your flesh going to do? When, when Let's say you're in church, that music hits, worship starts. How many of us, we had a rough morning, things were moving slow, we're frustrated with our wife and our kids, we got out the door late, we get to service, we're standing up, we're going, man, I just, I just want to sit down. I just want to hear the message. Do I... Oh my goodness. Three more. Is she really singing that chorus again? <laughs> and you know why we're saying this? Cause we've been through it. Exactly. You know, it's like, gosh, I'm not in the mood for this right now. And, or, or like you've written eloquently, I was going to say it anyway, but like, you feel like when you get to church and you're worshiping, you're like, I'm just in, the, I'm in the motions right now. There's no, I'm, I'm feeling nothing right now. You right. I mean? Yeah. So you try to masquerade it for me. Like if I'm not in the mood, I try to masquerade it. I leave for a minute, kind of go in the back, pace around a little bit, pray. And, how foolish can I just be convicting for a minute for both yeah. of us? How foolish for us to think we can't worship anyway, right? To the living God. Amen to that. And we're in the house of God with a bunch of people who have needs and hurts and need healing and deliverance. And here we are worried about our morning yep. and we're, we're huffing and puffing about stupidity. You know what I mean? How foolish of us to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm being open, you know what yeah. I mean? No, and I'll be open with you. Like you were, you were talking about not a big fan of, today's worship yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. And for a while, and, and I still get this twinge, but I've I really tried to suppress same. it of like, oh, this song, are you serious? <laughs> God, I hate this song. <laughs> or certain artists, man. It's like, right. It's, oh, oh my man, goodness. Do we have to know, sing the same five words 400 times? <laughs> but you know what I've learned? And and I got oh, I got convicted, of, and I know some of you are laughing because you're right, like, oh, yeah. right. yep, that's or, me. Or if you're holy. Yeah. Yeah, if you're holy, Please. just bring yourself Comment down below. to my level for a second. We're kidding. We're kidding. We're, we're, we're <laughs> but what I really got convicted on was, okay, is this song for me or for God? Ooh, there you go. And Was it written for you or for God? Exactly. That's good. And so it's like, okay, do I have to enjoy this song? Or should I be more focused on, I'm going to sing this song to the Lord? Especially if I'm not a big fan of this song. Come on, dude. There are songs that I'm like, golly, this is so trite and shallow. But you know what I try to do now is my flesh will say, I don't I don't want to get so the deeper part of me is like, no, I'll subject to this. Yeah, for those of us listening right now, for those people listening, comment below, no matter what platform you're on, whatever, whatever thing it is, how do you worship? What's 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 your mode? What's your modus operandi when you're in worship or is it always song? Is it sometimes adoration? Is it journaling? Let us know because these disciplines are good for people. Mm -hmm. Like for some worship is journaling. Like they worship, yep. they write out because that's what scribes did. You know, they wrote that stuff out for them. It maybe wasn't worth, they were behind the scenes writing. That's who they were. Mm -hmm. Luther, they said his sword was his pen. You know what I mean? He could write like none other. You know what I mean? Spurgeon could speak. That yeah. was a sword. It was, it was a speech. Sure. So I think, you know, having different disciplines helps people that they don't think, and I have to do it that way. No, find the way the Lord is telling you to do it, but don't take the easy way out. Right. Do something that's spiritually challenging to you. It's like, man, that's hard to do. 
ask the Lord, what is the, what is the one thing you want me to do? And then measure that. If it's, man, I, it's not a liking, it's a difficult thing. If it's too difficult, you're like, that's probably the thing I should do. Right. Right. So it's like, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. It's you're, you're exactly right. Like, and I, I wrote in here, look, most of us, we're not willing to do exercise or, or we're, true. our flesh is very against exercise. Yeah, it is. We, but we know it's good for us. Well. <laughs> kind of debatable. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're laying on the couch and your back sorted. Why not do that? I'm never doing that again. Uh, but notice, Scripture says, "Look, this profits you little." It's not saying it doesn't profit you, but it profits you little. Why would you suddenly draw that line at worshiping, praying, and fasting? If exercise, you know, benefits you in the flesh, and you know it's worth it in the long term, That's good, dude. even if your body doesn't want to do it, when it's six o'clock in the morning and you're at David Goggins says, I'll stare at my shoes for 30 minutes, hating my shoes, you know, like, but he still puts them on and he goes out and he runs 400 miles. And listen day, to what he said. I, I've heard that interview before. And David Goggins said, he goes, sometimes I'll stare at my shoes and he goes, there'll be mornings. I'll walk out an hour later than I wanted to, than my morning routine does, but I do it. So like, you may not, do you hear the, the spirit in that? Like, yeah. it's not that he didn't do it. I mean, it may have been an hour later. It may have been a little bit different. It may have looked this way, but he did it. He stepped over himself. Yeah. You may have said, man, this morning, I didn't have the time to blah, blah, blah. So then take your 10 minutes at your workplace and go do it right. you know, or whatever. If you need to, I'm, I'm not make sure the Lord's in on that. I'm not saying go to your car and turn on worship in the middle of work. <laughs> I'm saying be, be mindful of that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Take that moment at your desk mm -hmm. and just give adoration to God. Just write it out to him, pray to him, whatever, worship to him, do what you need to do and get into that mode. You think God cares? I mean, I don't want to speak for the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm being very cautious here. I think he cares about your heart. Yes. Not the routine. Cause he got mad at the Pharisees for that. Right. Right. They're, they're routinely praying in the streets. They're routinely all for attention, blah, blah. It's not the routine. It's the heart posture. If every day my discipline is, Lord, I'm doing this to worship you. I don't, I don't have any other agenda. I mean, seriously, to the world, like think about a worldly person sitting there watching someone worship and glorify God. You know what they're thinking? Dude's a nut. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? Right? But they don't understand the God you serve yet. And maybe your worship and adoration is going to open that door for them to ask. Mm -hmm. Maybe that worship and adoration will give you the words to speak to that person who needs the gospel. And folks, the gospel is not only preached to those who are hurting. It's to those who are tough too, like Paul. Yeah. He wasn't hurting at all. God got him. You know what I mean? So it doesn't always mean like when someone's broken, we preach the gospel. No, they might be a tough cookie. We pray into that. Lord, if you did, if you did it to Saul, to Paul, if you did a Saul to Paul conversion, open that door for this fella, you know, what I mean? or ma'am, you know, this, this miss. Because mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you're open for all people. Some people just need a good word. He got something today. Me? Yeah, you. You're sitting up there. You're always chomping at the bit. I'm like, when well, you gonna say something? You're just gonna jump in, jump in for crying out loud. He's got nothing. I caught him <laughs> off guard. I, you caught me off guard. I I got a little bit, but it's it's got nothing to do really with this topic. Well, then we'll oh, keep well, going. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hold on to that. Put that in your well, devotional. Yeah. We're trying Ooh. to get Easy E to do devotionals for us. So if you wanted to comment below, yeah, please comment. So what I was looking for over here was that verse that I was talking about, like praise the Lord with a, a symbol, but also praise him in your sleep. You know, when you're supposed to worship him in everything that you do. And I don't right. know if it's it's further into what you have here, but I don't have it in the notes. Music has become Make such a wacky. religious thing. 
because if it's not the right song, if it's not the right person uh, yeah. on stage, like if it's that. someone that so if true. it's someone that you got like a, a grudge against or oh, I can't worship with this like, person, it yeah. it throws you off and you're like, I can't worship to this. You, Why not? You nailed it nailed it because at the end of the day then what is the worship about the worship is about you if right. all of the conditions align perfectly then you'll get my worship and dude, god there is such thing as really poor worship services i mean yes there are i mean <laughs> i i think we, we, yeah. we know a few i um, think there there is importance in high excellence right yeah. Sure. Because if you have a worship singer that's singing off key the whole time, <laughs> or hit not hitting those notes, <laughs> like or having auto tune, or having auto tune blasted. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's it's not. It's. <laughs> you have it. Yeah. Please do. Do it. Please do. We need excellence. Forever. He reunited brilliant of all He, the arms of angels, the standing side. That, <laughs> like, and no, not trying to make fun of the no, fellow, but boy, it's and that's that's the caveat is. We understand. Look, you need to have some some standards of excellence in your worship team, right? And that that proves perfectly. It's a lot harder to get to the throne room if the guy can't figure out what words he's even saying. We're supposed to be standing side. <laughs> standing side. <laughs> Angels are standing side. I'm just looking at Elijah. He's chomping at the bit. He's like, I got to use this clip. We, we got to work it in. I didn't so, even think about that clip. Well, it's funny. Now. It's funny because like we were we did a podcast Monday and. Um, no, there's plenty of blame to go around. The no, mic, was, oh, the mic yeah. was muted for half of it, so we couldn't use the pie. It was a good one too, it, dude. Oh we were, yeah. we were, we were banging. I was lit. Oh, you were lit. Good. We were ah. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Man, the mic was muted." I was like, "Whatever, you know, we, I, why cry over spilled milk?" You know what I mean? It is what it is. Maybe that was just for us. Maybe it was for yeah. us to, to, to talk. And uh, but what I I even look at like you just said, sometimes the emphasis. Um, please hear. I'm making a generalized statement, but I'll explain it. Why is it revival words that come from prophetic people come through heavy nights of worship? Ooh. Why are they getting that word? Now, conversely, why do we have to go to big meetings with big worship leaders to get something from God? We get it at church every week. Why do we have to go chase those things? I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm saying for those of you who chase like that, man, I need to go there because I'm going to receive something. You can receive in your room as much as you can in a stadium. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying. It's like it gets too. We we rely religious. Way too, yeah, we rely way too much on on, oh, come on what like on recordings of songs on whoever's performing the songs. We rely on that way too much, and that's part of the reason why I'm I'm learning to play different instruments because I want to make my own music. I want to make my own praise to the Lord. Whether it's recorded or not, I want to be able. You to really some. had that on my face when I yawned. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I like. <laughs> He's I talking. Like, ah! you're going, oh. no, it's okay. You asked me to talk, and all right, well, 
So you're learning to play different instruments because you yeah. want to write your own music. Right. I mean, I really do love to worship in song and they're, there are hundreds of different ways to worship. You yeah. can worship by dancing. You can worship by drawing, by writing, by literally just sitting with your arms spread out, just kneeling in front of the presence of God and just soaking, yeah. soaking in his glory. And it's, it's something I want to do because I really love making music for the Lord. And I love singing music for the Lord. Right. And with that, I also don't like spending quiet time being in a song for 10 minutes and it's a super powerful, intimate moment with the Lord. And then all of a sudden it goes to a really hyper hyped up song or it just completely flips the mood on its head or it just stops like yeah, without warning. Right. And there's, there's significance and spiritual power to music. Yep. Right. I, there's a reason that, music is so powerful one way or another yeah and what what you've pointed out mass is you don't need the music in order to worship i think we tend to go along that line of like oh well worship is music worship equals music no worship's outside of that after i wrote this podcast this morning in my kitchen for 10 minutes i worshiped it wasn't music it wasn't singing out but it was professing who the Lord is. It was putting him in his proper position. And one of the things that I try to focus on is how much of my heart is in this. Oh, come on. And that gets into that. Sometimes we've got to step over that obstacle. We got to step over the flesh because the flesh says, yeah, just kind of raise your hand. And, you know, you think about all this, but your hands raised. So you're worshiping, right? How often do we have to know I'm on the Lord right now. That's right. My heart's into the Lord. And you had pointed out the Pharisees that, that there can be that outward expression of just weeping and wailing and rending your clothes. And you see that a lot in the old Testament. Yeah. But the question is, what's the heart position on it? Christ gets to that, you know, Christ says, yeah. look, don't be like them doing it in the streets. And analyze you yourself. Know? When you're listening to this, do you listen to worship music depending on that dude's anointing? Right. Or the anointing that you have in that song? That's good. You know what I mean? That's like good. I look at David's words, his anointing was his anointing, but his anointing, I should be able to express those words the way God has me. He wrote that to teach me something. Right. Right. Same thing with the song. How can you take that song, that Psalm, that Romans, that Hebrews, all that, and give it back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So like, don't depend on Paul's anointing for your, for your worship, for your, maybe even salvation, depend on what God has given you. Right. And he will give you revelation in the scriptures. What's unique about the scriptures I love is a lot of people like we, we try to, and I was doing this. I'll be honest here. When I'm preaching at, at church, it's easy for me to, man, I got to find something, pick it apart, try to find yeah. some revelation. And I'm finding now, dude, just find the Lord in the scripture. It's that simple. Like sometimes I, I would like to do this one day. Hopefully, you know, I haven't really brought it up yet, but like to, to walk through the book of Romans, just walk yeah. through it, man. You know, walk through Titus. And like, just walk through these scriptures and say, look at the relevance of these. Can you see this happening today? Where's the Lord in it? Where's the Lord in our nation? You know what I mean? Like you notice in Romans, nothing is new under the sun. If you read Ecclesiastes, nothing is new. So like you can walk through this stuff, <clears throat> but it's the same in worship. Those same words have been preached and said and so spoken and sung, right? How do you take those words to the Lord? Because for thousands of years, we've been saying this. Where are these Alamos slain? That was written in Revelation, bro. Yep. So it's been thousands of years that it's written. How are you going to take that to the Lord now and worship and make it yours? 
where the Lord's got your heart to say it. Amen. That's good. Um, <clears throat> I, I think we're good. And I, I think I, we're good too. I, I, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, you nailed it. The biggest takeaway from this is don't listen to worship music. Yes. <laughs> Cause otherwise you'll be standing side. <laughs> Again. Again, come on, cue it up. <laughs> Forever, he reunites and brings all he, the arms of angels, the standing side. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh. himself. and listen, I, do you know how many times I've gaffed on stage? Right. Do you know how many times, guys, I said, can I can I yeah. say it? So I was on stage and I meant to say heck yeah, because that's how I talk. And I was like, well, yeah. Well, I said, hell yeah. <laughs> it came out. I have the clip. You can see I didn't even say the L's. I said, heck yeah. Well, that was used as fodder in the office for months. <laughs> months. So I've gaffed it too. Don't even think we're just picking on the dude. Anybody who's been on stage has gaffed it. Gaffed oh, it at one point or so. Be understanding, especially if you've never spoken in front of people or led worship in front of people. Be understanding. Things will go wrong. You'll say things you don't mean. You'll make mistakes. Okay? Everybody does it. So either way, take away from the spiritual discipline series. I'm going to give one small takeaway, and then, Mass, I want you to give one small takeaway. My takeaway from the spiritual discipline series is – how do you step outside the flesh and obey the truth that the spirit is willing? How do you understand my flesh is weak? I have to subject it because my spirit is willing. And so I'm going to follow these disciplines with a heart that's going after spiritual things. I think if you're really honest with yourself, how could something so weak overtake you? If your flesh is weak and the spirit, you know, the spirit's warring against the flesh and the flesh is weak. And how can it dominate you so much where you can't be disciplined? Right. That's what I'm learning the most. How can something we say is so weak still dominate you? And I'm sorry, but that's the spiritual thermometer of your heart and your life. Right. Like I'm learning a lot of disciplines. Like, where am I in this discipline thing? How am I doing it? And, and, and is my heart posture towards the Lord? And, and I got one more quote to read before we get off. I think it was, uh, it's up here. Here it is. Tozer said, I can safe A.W. Tozer said this. I can safely say that on the authority of all that is revealed in the word of God, that any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. And Spurgeon said something very similar to that. They're not ready for heaven. Uh, he said this. Uh, he said, depend on it, my hearer. You will never go. You never will go to heaven unless you are prepared to worship Jesus Christ as God. That's worship, worship Jesus Christ as like, God. Because in the end, right, it's not the sermons we're going to be preaching to God. He own, he owns, he has the word in us. Like that, that's the word of I hid in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you, right? So the word is in us. It's all adoration at that point. And I keep thinking about that. We're going to be worshiping the Lord one day. The problem with today, I think, in a lot of ways, we see is all we want to do is worship instead of act. Well, we'll just pray about that, and God will move. Well, no, there's there's two there's right. double edged things with the Lord. You worship and you go. You know, it's like obeisance to the king. Like uh, read or watch Gladiator, right? He was Marcus Aurelius's guy. Maximus was. He was like, dude, my king, my I worship, blah, blah, blah. But he went and fought for the king. 
know what I mean? So like, it wasn't just worship and adoration. There was an action to what he did. So find that out. So there's like such a balance with all this. And I, again, I'm saying, where's your heart posture? And that's the spiritual thermometer for me. I, I think that's what I'm learning. I have, I have, that's one, for me. I have one, one thing that came to mind and it was the Lord will go before you, but he won't do it for you. <laughs> Oh, hey, 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 <laughs> my drop cancel. Take down the lights. Um, to Dang, your, to go your point, you, but not do it for you. And oh, man. to that whole point, something that we didn't talk about, and I can sum it up in 30 seconds. Bringing this around back to the front, <clears throat> we talked worship is a battle strategy. Totally to your point, that whole going out and coming in thing, you worship so that you can go out to battle. So that you can go out and do what you've been called to do, right? Worship is the start and the end of it. You worship, get yourself properly positioned. There was a story that I read when I was doing my research where they talked about they were in a very dark, oppressed place in a very poverty-stricken country. All they did was worship for the first hour in order to create this space for the gospel to actually be wow. placed into people's hearts. And if you think about it, man, it's so true. Like, you've got to do warfare in territory. You've got to claim that territory. You've got to worship. You've got to do spiritual battle to push aside the oppression in order to open up the hearts for the seeds to plant well. That's right. You know, and, I love that. So worship's not just a, oh, I worship, now I'm good. I think this is good, too, because, like, we were talking about the Spirit, right, yesterday, like, the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. This is all of Pastor Todd's sermons uh, over the year. I always do this at the end of the year, kind of sum, sum, summate everything. And one of the things I'm learning is the fruit of the spirit is not of us. It's from the spirit, right? So how can you let it be in you if you're not glorifying the father who gave his son, who then gave us the spirit, right? How can you, you can't receive it if you're not worshiping him. You can't, you can't do it because how are you receiving it when your heart posture is not right with the Lord? And he's not like you say in his proper place in your life, right? That there's this, there's this creator God who did all of this, right? Sends his son as the, the propitiation for me, right? And then says, I'm going to send you the helper. So not only did he send a helper and a propitiation for me, he then sends a helper to help me walk in the spirit. Come on. I mean, there's, we have no excuse. That's he, what I love about this series. He truly deserves to be worth <clears throat> Truly. Truly. Thought it all out. Well, we'll, we'll go figure. He's God. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So anyway. All right. So, guys, we really hope this has blessed you. We got good plans for 2023. And do not forget to go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Go to the blog. Check out our articles. New one coming out today? New question mark? It should come out Friday. Oh. So, we're looking for a new producer. <laughs> if you guys have anybody, let us know. And we got beautiful Massey always. That's glorious. That's a good one. <laughs> Side profile. All right. We will see you Friday. We love you guys so much. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day.